0: hi i want to thank you for joining me i want to explain this uh how to develop insights and why it started uh, in my life i was a pastor for a number of years and i pastored bible churches so we were very strong on scripture and so on uh but as i began to look at my congregation and my own children, uh, I realized that most of the information they were getting about scripture was basically about information where the Jewish people went here and they walked here and this happened there. Uh, And so I began to pray and ask God to help me to design something for my church And my kids who were home at that time, uh, that would be something about developing personal things from scripture for your life, not just information. There's nothing wrong with information. But uh, someone's uh, mentioned to me, if you educate a fool, what do you have? Well, educate a fool. Uh, So it's... When we get to heaven, God is not as concerned about what we know as how we lived. And uh, this particular type of study focuses on the scriptures that are practical than can be applied to your life. Um, and so uh, we have materials that you can have if you will um, download it or whatever you do. Um, I'm not a computer guy, but however you get it, we have four pages of material. And one is this chart. And this is the chart that uh, it looks like it's backwards. Is it coming out backwards? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. If you can read backwards, those in China watching right now, But uh, it's the book at glance. And then there are different sections. Uh, So I'll just take it down since it's backwards anyway. But there's a place at the top where you write the book in. And then there are certain things you're going to look for in that book. And so you have insights, commands, promises, lists, and other. And other are verses that don't have these practical parts in them. They're historical, uh, they're wonderful, uh, but they don't apply to my life. So um, when you get the book at a glance, you just draw a line across, down low a little bit, and you go through a book and you put every verse, you're looking at every single verse in that book, and then you're recording in These four categories, the verses that apply to these categories and the verses that don't you put on the side. Now, I've gone through the the whole Bible and done that uh, for every book of the Bible. Um, But first, I did it for the New Testament. But the book I would like you to use to apply this teaching is the book of Philippians. And you may say, why in the world do you pick Philippians of all the books? Number one, it's a short book, only four chapters. So, you know, you can go through that book and and get down anything that could be applied to your life quickly in four chapters. Um, and then what do you do with them? And then we'll get into that. What do I do when I find these things that are there? Um, some are real obvious. So at first it'll be. Real easy. You'll be very obvious. But as you have these things in mind, as you read scripture or go back, you see you maybe skip some that it didn't seem to be that obvious, but now it is. Okay, the first thing that you're looking for are what we call insights. And we're going to do them last to show you how you process an insight. Uh, An insight is a a biblical fact that has practical application it's something that god wants you to apply to your life it's all all of these way about christian living uh a lot i'll be on prayer and these kinds of things now why did i pick that book of all books well when i was in bible college we had a wonderful professor that I really enjoyed as, as a professor. And so I was able to take a class from him. And the class was on the book of Philippians. So for a whole semester, we were to read and study the book of Philippians. So at the end of the first class, he said, your homework for this week is to read the book of Philippians all the way through every day for seven days or until we have class again so i did that i read philippians one setting four chapters every day for seven days or eight days actually because the class was on uh a tuesday and thursday class so on tuesday we were class he said all right i want you to read the book of philippians again every day uh for weeks And this went on and on and on. And some of the students were getting really frustrated. You know, I'm so sick of Philippians. And so one could put his hands up and say, sir, do you realize, (laughs) of course he didn't, (laughs) that you've made us read Philippians every day, all the way through for a week, every week. He said, how long are we going to have to do this? And he said, till it sings to you. And, uh, Philippians, I couldn't believe it because I have a hard time memorizing uh, because of my learning disabilities. Uh, But by the end of the semester, I had memorized the book of Philippians just by reading it every day. So Philippians has got a special, I've never read any book of the Bible every day all the way through in one setting (laughs) for a whole semester for months, never did that. So Philippians is a good book and it's a short book. And, you know, giving you a longer book is like, wow, there's so much to write. So Philippians will do it. So you're looking for these four things. We said insights, which have a biblical fact with a practical application to my life. Commands that God tells you, you do this. Promises you just do. And lists. Now, some of the most important scripture are given in lists. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, but in Philippians, he tells you a list of what you to think about. So what should a Christian be thinking about? Well, go to Philippians chapter four and look at his list there or a meditation list. Meditate on these things. Focus on these things. Uh, So I gave you one list of Philippians, but there's others you're going to have to get them for yourself. Because I want you to discover. I want you to discover these practical truths in scripture, given in historical setting, uh, given in Paul talking about where he's going, uh, prayer requests he has for himself and all that. But within there, these wonderful, it's like finding diamonds in in the book and they jump out and you write them down and you begin to look at them. Uh, the The second one uh, that you, when you get the thing, is a promise. Well, I was going on a list. When you think of lists, you think of the Ten Commandments. You think of uh, these six things, does the Lord hate, seven are abomination unto him. That's probably probably an important list to know what God doesn't like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe I should not like it too. Uh, The line get me lined up, but. Lists are all through scripture, and you're going to see there's lists of phrases, the phrase, 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 phrase. You'll find them. At first, you won't, but don't worry about it. Once you begin to look for these things, as you read, they jump out at you. It's amazing. They just pop right out uh, of the scripture. Now, what is a promise? A promise is something that is for the, the promise are for believers. If you're a child of God and born into God's family, then the promises are yours. There's no condition for them, except you're in the family. You're already in the family. But I wrote a promise down so that you get an idea. Promises. promise is, it's God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So what's happening right now? God's working in me. God's working in you. The question is, Are you fighting it or are you surrendering? But God's at work. And as long as we're walking around, uh, and mine isn't walking around very much longer, I don't think. But as long as I'm walking around, God's at work. Either he's having a hard time because I'm not cooperating or he's having an easy time because I decided to surrender something to him. He said, I need to surrender. And so at different stages in life, which is interesting, is that. The, the battles are never easier. You know, I wish I was struggling with the stuff I struggled with as a new Christian. Uh, but no, I look back and I go, how could I struggle with that? It was so simple. <laughs> <laughs> but the longer you walk with the Lord, the deeper the issues become. Uh, and you see, it's not only just sin, but sometimes it's just attitudes. In an attitude, it's not right. And so on. Uh, Okay. So the promises in the Bible are few. You're not going to find a lot of promises. And you're saying, why? And I said that, why? And I'm going through these different books and I'm writing down all the verses and working them out. And I have a a notebook full of each book of the Bible and the insights, commands, promises, and lists worked out for my life. And I'm going... Why, you know, why are the promises few? But what does the word of God say? Jesus said, let your promises be few. And we are so quick at making promises and not fulfilling them. And people get really disappointed with with believers. They say, well, I'll be there. I'll do this. I'll show up or whatever. And they don't. Uh, Their word doesn't mean anything. So you're going to find not a lot of promises, but when you find a promise, you're going to cherish it. You love it because you don't have to do anything. It's yours. And then the commands. Uh, A command is something that God says to do. Um, And there are a lot of commands in scriptures. But when a command has a promise, that's an insight so a command with a promise is an insight but a command says do this you just do this or you don't do this you don't do it so you you'll be amazed as you begin to write the commands down that you know we have the 10 commandments and other commandments but you're going to find commandments that they're, they're, they're still commandments maybe it's only a verse you know don't do this don't do that those are commands uh, and then the one I want to focus on, well, I'm going to focus on a, an insight with promise. The first one, but it's uh, one that was my wife's, uh, was her very favorite verse. It was her life verse. And uh, I think we shared it before, but it says, call to me and I will answer you. Now, see, God is saying, do something. Call. And I will answer. So if I want God to answer me, what do I need to do? I need to call. Okay. Then that's why I want to do a study on prayer. And you go through scripture and you find a lot of the insights have to do with praying. And then he says, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. But I I want to share this with you because some people have tried prayer. And they go, I prayed. You know, and I looked and I didn't get an answer. Uh, Years ago, when my son got out of Bible college, he moved here to Sioux City and was a youth pastor in one of the churches here. And in that church, there were quite a few Christian leaders. And one of the Christian leaders had a child, I don't want to say which kind, had a child uh, it was about 13, 14, right around there. And my son came because he was uh, in ministry and, and a leader. But he said, I don't believe, Mom, that she's a Christian. Uh, she's been around it. She knows the lingo and she knows how to act, all of that. But I don't think that she's ever trusted Christ. So my wife put her on a prayer list and began to pray for her prayed for her every day until she graduated from high school. Nothing happened. She prayed for her every day when she went through college and nothing happened. But he said, Colin, I'll show you great mighty things. You know it's not. So my wife didn't get discouraged. She kept praying. She got married uh, to an unbeliever and my wife prayed and she got saved. But see, we want answers to prayer, you know, like instant cocoa or whatever, (laughs) instant coffee. And that tastes terrible anyway. So I guess that's why we don't get often instant answers. It may not taste so good. But God wants us to call out to him, but to know that he answers prayer. See, he says, call to me, I will answer you. Not on my terms. I'm trying to think of the great Christian and I can't think of his name but I know he had 55 men on his prayer list. If I mentioned his name, you'd know him, but I have earned the right at 87 to forget. Uh, So I forgot his name. But when I see him in heaven, I say, hey, I talked about you (laughs) on the web. Uh, Anyway, he prayed for 55 men. When he died, they were all unsaved. 50 of them had come to the Lord. And the other five came to the Lord after he died. See, God does, answer. he's a prayer answering God, and he wants us to talk to him, you know? And we can't say, I demand an instant response. I demand an instant answer. No, I can't demand that. Okay, now I want to uh, work out for you uh, a wonderful, wonderful prayer promise. Now, see, when you do an insight, The key that I would do many of my uh, that I preached were insights because I would take the effect and that would be the title of my uh, message. You know, how would you like to have inner peace all the time? You know, uh, what's the key to having inner peace all the time? Well, we're actually going to do Philippians. (laughs) And we're going to Philippians four six. Now this insight, I think, is is wonderful. It says, and I'm reading it out of a new Bible that Paul is the guy who puts this stuff on for you. Uh, the RISB Study Bible. He gave it to me for my hundred and fiftieth birthday. No, eighty seventh <laughs> birthday. I'm sorry, uh, but he said <clears throat> the it's this is on prayer. He says. Be anxious for nothing. So if I'm anxious for something, I was not anxious talking to you. Um, You know, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Who knows? But I do know that you'll be blessed if you do insights. (laughs) I do know. And I know it can change your life. It can change your family. Because an insight is what really changes. Information does not change your life. Uh, you know you can know exactly uh every tr- missionary trip paul take and it doesn't mean you're a better christian you know you just got a map and you see where the boat went from here there and there but what did he preach and all of that so he says that we're to be anxious for nothing well what am i to do if i'm anxious because if i'm anxious or if i'm worried i'm not biblical so he said, Be anxious for nothing. And here comes one of the best words in the Bible. And I wish we were sitting and talking. I'd rather see you face to face and say, Guess what? One of the most powerful words in the whole Bible is. And I know you won't get it probably. It's the word but. And I've marked all the buts, I mark them up all the way up. <laughs> I use color different colors and but goes all the way up they stand out they'll say this is going to happen but this is going to happen but there it's a wonderful word be anxious about nothing but what should i do in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving be know be made unto god let your cross be made known to god and what will be the result in the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. When I was working my way through college, because I had a family by the time I went to Bible college, uh, I had two to two were born while I was in Bible college and had one when I started and then one after I left, but I worked at uh, Firestone tire and rubber and a guy came there from Denmark, and he came to America to paint Indians, and he was a fabulous Indian painter. And uh, his name is Torben, and we became real good friends. And Torben says, you know, I really don't understand you. And I said, well, can't you understand English? I understand English. I said, well, don't you understand? He says, you pray about everything. I said, Yes. He said, oh, I don't. I said, well, why not, Torben? He said, I only pray about the big things. I'm not gonna bother God with my little things. And uh, I wasn't as witty and quick on the trigger as I am now. And I, I should have said immediately, but I did the next day. Torben, what problem do you have that's big to God? <laughs> You know, come on. <laughs> the God who created the universe and you and you're and you're gonna give him a big problem. Uh, no, God says, pray about everything because if we will pray and give it to God, what will he give me? He will give me peace. So I can give God my anxieties and he'll give me peace. So if I don't have peace, I need to pray. See, I believe really that worry is God's call to prayer. How do I know I need to pray about this? Well, I'm worried about it. Well, I'm told not to worry. Now, when you're studying, and this Bible that Paul got me, is called the Worsby Bible, and there's some interesting notes. So when you're doing your insights, you can say, oh, here's a note that Warren Worsby has on that verse. I'm going to what does he say? What kind of insights can I get even more so? Because like he's going to tell us here about the, the Greek word. Well, I don't speak Greek and I don't read Greek. and Maybe you don't either. But his footnote is the Greek word translated anxious means to be pulled in a different direction. Now, now that makes anxiety a little bigger and a little more understanding. Yeah, pull in a different direction the opposite direction, and we are pulled apart. So worry pulls us one direction, and God is trying to pull us another direction, and we're in trouble. We're being pulled apart. The old English root meaning of anxiety is to strangle. I'm just being strangled. Okay, now let's read an insight he gives. On the very on this verse, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Was His admonition. We are prone to pray about the big things. You know, um, a kid comes downstairs and you say, "Oh, did you pray? No,pe why not? Didn't need nothing." <laughs> I hope you're beyond that. Okay. Until they grow and become big things, you know. So I won't pray about little things. I'll tell you one thing: if you find a little termite in your basement, uh, that don't wait till you find big ones. <laughs> no, take care of the, these little things um, because they will grow into big things. And then I have a problem talking to God about everything that concerns us, and He is the first step towards victory over worry. What's the first step to victory over worry? Praying about it, talking to God about it. And the result is that God's peace will guard our hearts and mind. So beloved, uh, I, I I know that this was a little help, but what really help is if you, you will get this On insights, you will get this chart, and you can copy all of this. It's free. All of our material is free to people because I know that you will thank me. Because I see, I don't look for insights. They jump out. Once you start looking for commands and insight, going, well, God commanded that. You know, that's it. Uh, If God's a final authority in your life, that's it. God said it, period. That's it. So I trust that you will get this. It was difficult to do this without you having this in front of you. I understand that. But it may uh, really spoke to you, and that's why we put it on the web. And you can just download it, and you'll have it. And y- you don't need to say where it came from. Uh, we're not looking for acknowledgement or whatever. It's just we want to help you. And know, and people I've done this with, and I've discipled, uh, college kids, you know, Bible college kids, I discipled them when I was teaching at Bible college. And they were thrilled to have that because basically, church in much of where we're at, it's more on information, not on transformation. And, you know, we need to be transformed. And we need to, this is why you pick out which insight as you list these insights, which one really do you need? Are you a warrior? If you're a worrier, then you know what verse you need to memorize. You need to say, Lord, remind me, because worriers don't think about worrying. They worry. I mean, it's so natural. You know, if I start worrying, I'm going, uh oh, I I recognize it. Some people don't even know they're worried because if they weren't worried, they'd be worried. Um, You know, it's just um, we had a lady come to our office and she was the queen of worriers the queen. You know, she really knew how to worry wonderfully. And I tried working with her. Oh, I tried praying, but it doesn't work. Uh, She didn't try letting go. Anyway, so I asked her, I said, uh, would it be all right if I got your name and address? And then when people come in who worry, I'll have them write their worriers to you because you're a professional. And you can worry for them and they won't have to worry. She got a little upset with me, but, you know, it's just so often in scripture, the reason that we're struggling is we're not doing what God told us to do. And if we would do what God tells us to do, then the struggles would be more on the spiritual level. You know, I want to be a better Christian. I want to spend more time in the word and I struggle. I want to spend more time in prayer and, uh, you know those are my struggles not i'm worried about everything um you get in christian ministry which i've been my whole life uh, some have to leave because they're worriers. they they just it's just too hard to keep trusting god i got to trust the bank book or the bank balance i've got to trust whatever um you know, now you got to trust God for being an old man. And this is new for me. So you can pray for me. <laughs> I wake up every morning and go, oh, oh brother, I'm still there in bed. <laughs> I'm not in glory with the Lord. So and with my dear wife. Well, God bless you. And I just know I can't tell you enough that if you will do this simple thing, it's not hard. You don't have to study Greek. You don't have to study Hebrew. You don't have to go off to college. All you got to do is take that little list, find them, write them down. And after you find them, pick out one that you want to apply to your life and then look at it. if it's a command. Well, I'm going to do it. And this is what I'm going to have to do to be able to do that. Um, you know, if it's a list of this, the things you to think about, you're going, so my thinking isn't right because I'm violating that list. Well, let's pray. Father, I I thank you. I I wanted to do this. This one a lot, it's much easier if they were sitting here and we were interacting and helping them find the verses and writing the verses down and so on. But Lord, um, I know the one that uh, that they're gonna work on uh, that's worked out for them in, in the thing is a really good one and it's on God's provision. And I know it will bless them as they look at that insight of God providing for them in a marvelous, marvelous ways. So Lord, I thank you for your word. And your word is true. I thank you, Lord, I can be informed. But Lord, I'm also thankful I can be transformed. And to be more like your son, the Lord Jesus, and allowing the Holy Spirit to have more freedom in my life. And so Father, we pray you would be glorified. Amen.